you're seeking biblical wisdom and understanding in these difficult and trying times, and you recognize the power of God's Word to delve deep into the issues of the heart, then welcome to Biblical Counseling Today with Dr. John Kwasney, husband, father, counselor, author, and teacher. Join us for Christ-centered, gospel-driven truth concerning our individual, marital, and parenting struggles. This is Biblical Counseling Today. If you've been blessed with the great and rewarding gift of grandchildren from the Lord, you have inherited another wonderful challenge when it comes to relating to your adult married children, grandparent involvement. Under normal circumstances, your children will welcome your participation in the lives of their children, and you should share that same desire. Common sense and experience teaches us that your grandchildren can greatly benefit from having grandparents consistently in their lives. Recent research from the United Kingdom actually bears this out. A study of more than 1,500 children showed that those with a high level of grandparental involvement had fewer emotional and behavioral problems. Yes, your grandchildren need you. And as Christians who seek to be a witness of Christ to your grandchildren, so much the better. Another European study shows the converse is also true. Grandparents need time with their grandchildren as well. Data from 500 seniors in the Berlin Aging Study shows that those who babysat their grandchildren live longer. Taking care of kids keeps them physically active and helps relieve stress. So grandchildren should potentially provide a win-win for everyone involved. Well, built on the twin truths of grandchildren needing grandparents in their lives and grandparents benefiting from the work of caring for grandchildren, you will need to wisely deal with your own unique situation. Maybe you live nearby your grandchildren and are regularly available and able to provide childcare for your children. On the other hand, you may live close by yet have little interest in participating in the lives of your grandchildren. Then there are those grandparents who are over-involved for better or for much worse. Your children may either rely on you too much or include you far too infrequently in their family life. Or you may be their only option, but unfortunately you actually do a less than optimal job of caring for your grandchildren. Whatever the case, there are several guiding principles to be applied when looking to provide care for your grandchildren. Then it is also essential to consider what overall involvement and participation in the activities and lives of your grandchildren should look like. Finally, in this podcast, we'll seek to briefly address some of the more difficult scenarios you may encounter with your adult children as a grandparent to their children. So let's dig down deep into the heart of yet another parenting an adult child issue. There was a time in America when it was pretty much automatic that married adults would live nearby at least one set of parents. Among all the potential benefits of this arrangement, a couple with young children could count on built-in childcare. During this bygone era, most young mothers stayed at home, reducing the need for grandparents to take care of grandchildren on a regular basis. While this particular scenario still exists in places today, many married couples now have much different circumstances. Some have moved a significant distance away from both sets of parents. 
Others are used to employing the local preteen or teenager to babysit. Still others have chosen a regular paid daycare. On the other end of the spectrum, some grandparents are the always go-to child care providers, whether they are needed for date nights, business trips, or even on a regular basis because both spouses work outside the home. As you think about your current or future situation, consider the following aspects of the issue that must be wisely addressed regarding your role as grandparents offering childcare. First, established relationships. Other than their parents, who will better love and care for your grandchildren than grandparents? If your adult children are actually involved in your life, it seems as though they would also desire for you to participate in the life of their children as well. And assuming you did a decent job raising your own children, that experience and ability should come in handy in the task of caring for your grandchildren. Furthermore, there's the reality that you know your grandchildren and your grandchildren know you, most likely from the day they were born. No background checks or references are necessary. It just makes sense that your adult children would ask you to be one of the main providers of care for their children and that you would have some interest to do so. If your relationship with your adult children is in a healthy place, they live close to you, and you are able and equipped to care for their children, then this option may be optimal. If your children actually intend to have you provide child care for their children, this means they should also want you to have a real relationship with your grandchildren. That's pretty obvious, isn't it? Hopefully they don't want you to simply babysit their kids and mandate that you keep your distance from them emotionally, spiritually, and relationally. You should not be expected to be some sort of child care automatons, just making sure your grandchildren are safe and secure without building a vital relationship with them. Intergenerational relationships are a beautiful thing as grandparents have the opportunity to be present with their grandchildren and grandchildren can learn their place in the family line and clan. The love that should naturally be given to your grandchildren by grandparents makes you a great option for your adult children's child care needs. Second principle, recognizing inability. If your children desire for you to have a relationship with your grandchildren, that doesn't necessarily mean it will come by providing routine child care. Medical conditions or disability may prevent you from being able to handle your grandchildren on your own on a regular basis. If you are significantly older parents, your age may keep you from active care of young children especially. After all, your children need to have confidence that you are actually up to the task. Maybe you are able to help out once in a while, but it would be far too strenuous for you to provide daily or weekly child care. Or you can handle your older grandchildren, but would have trouble caring for an infant or an active toddler. Grandparent inability may also be connected to the reality that your grandchildren are an exceptional challenge to handle or there are just too many of them. Believe me, once my wife and I accumulated five children, all in single digits, it was a stretch to think their grandmother could keep them all for very long. Yet recognizing or admitting inability is not always an easy task. Your adult child may be tempted to think of you as still the same age as or with the same functional abilities that you had when he or she was a youngster. 
or because they have few other quality options, they may choose to ignore the fact of your physical, emotional, or even mental state. On the other hand, you or your spouse may struggle to admit that you have some serious limitations that preclude you from offering sufficient child care. You may be carrying some false guilt, feeling responsible to help your adult children out, even though you are presently more in need of care yourself. It is essential to have heart-to-heart conversations with your child about your ability as well as what is required of caring for your grandchildren. It is a potential risk to your grandchildren if you downplay or disregard your inability as well. Third, the issue of taking advantage. I don't know, but I'm guessing that you probably have a life. In other words, your life most likely doesn't totally revolve around your adult children and your grandchildren. You may still be gainfully employed, be heavily involved in your church and or community, or have an active social life. You are probably not waiting by the phone for your children to call you to care for your grandchildren. Now, you may have committed to making your grandchildren your top priority, willing to take off work or cancel plans when they need you. But the point is, most grandparents typically have other responsibilities and activities they enjoy that must be factored into any child care responsibility. While some grandparents are busier than others, your adult children should never just assume that you should drop everything to take care of your grandchildren. You may often be willing to sacrifice, but it'd be wrong for them to simply assume caring for your grandchildren should be your first and most important job in life. Hopefully, your adult children are resisting the temptation of taking advantage of your desire to help them care for your grandchildren. If you live nearby and their needs are great, they can mistakenly overutilize you, even if you love serving them in this way. Or your adult children may be inadvertently taking advantage of you by requiring that you drop your own activities to take care of their children. In some cases, grandparents may end up spending too much of their time, as well as money, to provide for their grandchildren. Whatever the case, it is your adult child's responsibility to honor your time and resources, striving to not take advantage of your goodness. But you also need to communicate well with your children and nurture your adult-to-adult relationship so that you will not come to believe that your needs are being neglected or your time and energy is being abused for solely their advantage. And then a fourth issue, too many rules. As would be the case in employing anyone to provide child care, your adult children will have certain expectations and rules they want you to follow. They may have a particular nap or bedtime schedule that they need their caregivers to keep in place. There might be certain menu items or dietary restrictions that should be prepared or avoided. They also may have safety concerns, especially if their children are leaving the house or staying in another home. So when do their rules and expectations for proper child care of your grandchildren cross the line into the realm of being over the top? When are their parental requirements too burdensome for you, you who are a seasoned adult who have actually raised your own children? While there's no simple answer to this question, it is essential that you wisely assess the impact of their caregiving rules on you as a grandparent. They can potentially turn what should be an enjoyable time into a dreary, fearful task, depending on what expectations they communicate to you. So hopefully your adult children are not overburdening you with a long and tiresome list of do's and don'ts. 
but are focused on what is most essential for their children's well-being. But now, if you are offering more routine childcare, you must accept the fact that there will be more rules and routines that have to be communicated. In the end, it is important to value and appreciate how your children are caring for your grandchildren, even if it's somewhat different than your regular practices. Then there's this issue, disregarding their standards. The flip side to the issue of too many rules for grandparents is the problems that arise when you allow your grandchildren to do what their parents don't allow. They don't want their children to be hooked on sugar, but you hand out candy like it's going out of style. They only allow G-rated movies. You let your young grandchild watch PG and PG-13 films. They want their small children in bed at 7 p.m. You allow them to be night owls. Hopefully you get the idea. Even when you know your adult child's standards, as grandparents, there's often the temptation to exceed those boundaries. Sometimes you may think that the rules for your grandchildren are just plain silly or even potentially harmful. Other times you may simply reason that you are merely bending the rules for a short time so the impact on the children is relatively harmless. Here again, your adult children will need to evaluate if your transgressions are allowable or too egregious to let stand. Hopefully, if concerns are shared with you, you respond well and are even willing to have a corresponding change in grandparent behavior. Even if you are not confronted, showing grace and respect for your adult children means honoring their standards and expectations. Don't fall into the trap of spoiling your grandchildren in ways you would never have treated your own children. There are a variety of reasons why it may be tempting to contravene your adult child's parenting standards. Seek to be open and honest with your adult children and work towards a good solution for everyone. And then a final issue, payment for services. If your adult children are honest, making you their number one child care choice may be first and foremost about the money. After all, institutional daycare Childcare workers and babysitters are expensive these days. So it is often assumed that grandparents will offer to care for their grandchildren for free, because they are grandparents, of course. What loving parent would even think of charging their adult children to keep their own grandchildren? Now, certainly, if you're keeping your grandchildren every so often for a few hours or even overnight, it's not wrong for them to presume that you would not require payment. Yet it would still be a very respectful adult thing to do for them to make you an offer. Undoubtedly, it might feel very awkward for your adult children to come to your house, pick up your children after a dinner and a movie, and hand you a $20 bill as you are putting their kids in the car seats. And most parents would never take the money, maybe even becoming offended to be paid for enjoying time with their grandchildren. So in most cases, the topic of payment for your babysitting services may never be broached. But what about a more full-time child care commitment? Maybe both husband and wife are working and would rather not put their child in daycare. You offer to keep your grandchild five days a week from 8 a.m. until 4 p.m., should it just be assumed that you provide that extensive sort of child care for free? even if you really don't need the money? In a case like this one, there should be serious conversations about expectations 
as well as an agreement about payment for the regular service. You can certainly turn down any money your adult child offers to pay. Yet again, it's the mature thing to do for them to discuss and make you an offer. The willingness to pay what is deserved is not only honoring to you, but communicating how much they value your help. Related to the question of providing childcare for your grandchildren is the issue of involvement and participation in your grandchildren's activities. Birthday parties, ball games, dance recitals, and school events are examples of activities you may be expected to attend, and you actually may want to be involved in them as well. Additionally, your adult children may desire that you pursue time with your grandchildren in order to spiritually mentor them share your wisdom, or simply get to know them as they get older. So what are realistic expectations for your involvement, especially for grandparents who have multiple grandchildren or for grandparents who have some level of inability? Let's consider some of the important issues involved in grandparent-grandchild involvement. First, participation expectations. If your grandchildren live a significant distance away from you, then expectations for your involvement in their activities should be low by default. In this case, all parties would have to be satisfied with infrequent opportunities to participate in important events. But if you do live in close proximity to your grandchildren, your level of involvement will potentially be called into question. Here, you must begin with understanding your adult child's expectations of you. Will you be invited to just about every grandchild event, but they will totally understand if you can't make it or even choose to do something else instead? Or do your adult children communicate that loving and caring grandparents should make every effort to attend every single grandchild activity? Clearly, the first heart attitude will produce more peace and joy in your relationship with your adult children, while the second will potentially lead to anger, bitterness, and resentment. While they may just desire that you be involved in their child's life, wrong expectations typically emanate from a self-focus rather than an other's focus. It can put undue pressure on you and your adult-to-adult relationship. Then what about participation expectations? Do you actually want to attend all possible grandchild events and activities, or are you more satisfied with just making an appearance now and then? Will you only come to the events that interest you, or will you soldier on and show up and stay for that four-hour piano recital? Now you may be thinking, a good grandparent would simply want to live up to his or her child's expectations. In other words, you allow your adult child to dictate how involved you are going to be in the lives of your grandchild. But doesn't that seem like you are encouraging your child to be selfish? While it isn't wrong for your adult children to express their desires, it is more gracious for them to listen to your expectations of involvement as well. Hopefully, you can put yourself in their shoes and understand how important it is that you be involved in the lives of their children. But it won't benefit anyone if you are only participating out of a sense of false guilt or mere duty. Second, mentoring possibilities. You may only desire to be involved with your grandchildren as more of a spectator or cheerleader. As long as you show up at birthday parties and some soccer games, everyone is satisfied. 
Yet if your adult children have a significantly higher view of you in particular or the work of grandparenting in general, they may hope that you would take time and energy to intentionally pass wisdom on to your grandchildren. This can certainly happen in more informal ways as you spend time and interact with your grandchildren. But what if you believe your adult children want more from you spiritually and emotionally? What if they even think that grandparents are morally responsible to be mentors to all their grandchildren? So what happens when grandparents don't have the time and or the interest to spend this kind of influential time with their grandchildren? If this is the case, they may actually end up seeing you as somewhat negligent towards your grandchildren, and even them too. Your adult children may have to work hard to lower their expectations and accept you for any effort you make to be involved with your grandchildren. On the other hand, you could attempt to understand their desires and seek to have more of a spiritual impact in the lives of your grandchildren. After all, that is your responsibility as a believer as well. Third involvement issue, disappointed grandchildren. We were all children at one point, right? Birthday parties, ball games, school performances, these are all pretty important at that stage of life. Typically, young children want all of their loved ones to celebrate with them, watch them skillfully perform, and be a part of just about everything they value in their lives. This is even more the case when it comes to their grandparents. Most children hold a special place in their hearts for grandparents. So it's not surprising when grandchildren become disappointed when you can't make it to an event or worse, are absent much of the time. Your grandchild may verbalize this grief to his parents when grandpa misses his black belt ceremony, or he may keep it to himself. There may be tears of sadness or silent bitterness of heart. Your adult children may find themselves taking their child's disappointment very personally, becoming angry at you as well. If you do disappoint your grandchildren, hopefully you take the opportunity to talk to them about it. The first responsibility you have is to speak the truth in love rather than give in to the temptation to be somewhat less than honest in order to save face. We would have loved to see you play baseball tonight, but it's just too hot for us is more truthful than grandma and grandpa wanted to be there, but grandma wasn't feeling well. The challenge comes if you really don't want to be there and simply chose to do something else. How do you explain that within the principle of speaking the truth in love? I'm so sorry that we weren't there tonight is better than we wanted to be there, but something better came up. Hopefully your goal is not to never disappoint your grandchildren because that will make them a potential idol in your life. It's part of life for your grandchildren to be sad and to grieve the fact that you weren't with them. Show them grace and love without fostering an expectation that you are responsible to meet all their involvement expectations. Let's now go through some sticky scenarios concerning child care and involvement. First, different values. Andy and Zelda have two daughters, ages eight and six. They are educating them in public schools and have them in all sorts of extracurricular activities. Andy's parents are the grandparents who live the closest to them and have always been willing to take care of the girls whenever necessary. On the positive side of things, they are very loving, caring, and compassionate as grandparents. 
On the other hand, they don't share the same value system that Andy and Zelda strive to live by and to teach their children. Andy and Zelda claim to be Christians, yet rarely bring their children to church. They allow the girls to watch certain television shows and movies which the grandparents find objectionable and even dangerous. Political and cultural views also vary greatly between Andy's parents and Andy and Zelda, which comes into play in some of the conversations they have with their grandchildren. Andy's parents are currently upset because their granddaughters now claim to be vegetarians, because eating meat is not a Christian thing to do since God loves animals too. Seeing your grandchildren being raised differently than you raised your own children is very difficult, especially when there are anti-Christian lessons involved. Yet the reality is God has given your grandchildren to their parents as their primary educators and counselors. So while it may be frustrating and even worrisome to watch your grandchildren learning and imbibing their parents' alternative values, you may have the opportunity to graciously counteract them as required. It's essential that you make a distinction between what is anti-Christian and what is just an opinion-based difference. For example, you should certainly speak against a pro-abortion viewpoint, but vegetarianism may not be an issue you need to address. Of course, it is also important to wisely discern when to speak and how to speak, respecting your adult children's right to inculcate their children with their value system. It can be very sticky to tell your grandchildren that their parents are wrong. Second difficult and sticky situation, safety issues. Becca and Jurger have three children all under the age of six. Since Becca got married later in life, her parents are now well into their 70s. Becca has been concerned about her dad's driving for a long time, but he seems to be even more erratic and lead-footed these days. Her parents' home does not have many child safety necessities, causing Becca to be ultra-vigilant when they're at Sunday dinner. Since all of her brother's children are much older, she and Jürger doubt that her parents can keep their children safe for more than a couple of hours. Bath time would be way too risky as well as sleeping overnight. But the problem is that Becca's parents keep asking to babysit so they can give Becca and Jürger a night out and even a weekend away. After all, Jürger's parents have kept their grandchildren many more times, and they live in another state. Becca and Jürger are at a point that they cannot keep on making excuses for why they continue to turn down Becca's parents' gracious request to help them out with these three very active children. Well, common sense coupled with godly wisdom would say that the priority in these sorts of sticky situations is the protection of the children. What would happen to all parties involved if something happened to your grandchild due to your negligence? While your adult children and maybe even you knew that there was very likely a possibility this would happen. It's one thing if your adult child is simply struggling with his own sinful anxiety, leading him to be too overprotective of his children. If this is what you believe to be the real problem, then your responsibility is to lovingly reassure your child that your grandchildren will be well protected and cared for by you. But if there are legitimate concerns and your adult children have brought them to your attention, then you must take care to prevent potential problems and give them peace of mind. Maybe you can follow suggestions to child-proof your home as a preventative measure. 
Or they may have to bathe the kids before dropping them off at your house for a few hours. Hopefully, you'll be able to admit your own inabilities and find ways to help care for your grandchildren at a level that is best for you and your children. Third situation, unhelpful, uninvolved parents. Calvin and Zena have been married for 15 years and have four boys, ages 8 to 13. When their sons were younger, Zena's parents would only help out once in a while, even though they lived down the street. They claimed to not be very comfortable with babies and toddlers. As the boys got older and involved in sports and other activities, the grandparents were invited to just about everything, but rarely came. Baseball games were too hot. School and church events were too late. Zena's parents just had a lot going on. Whenever Calvin and Zena needed to go away for Calvin's work trips, the grandparents were also unavailable. Sadly, even their sons now wonder aloud why Zena's parents aren't interested in spending time with them. Every time Zena says something about it to her mom, she denies not being around much, citing all the times they do participate in the lives of their grandchildren. Calvin and Zena still long for her parents to take a more active role in their lives, believing their sons are missing out on godly wisdom and love. If this situation applies to you, what needs to change? Does Zena need to just lower her expectations and deal with her grief? It may come to that eventually. But how much better if the grandparents chose to change course? For this to happen, they would first need to recognize and be honest about their past under-involvement. Rather than be defensive when confronted, they should listen to the complaints and take them to heart. Of course, this would take conviction by the work of the Holy Spirit. Grandchildren can be very forgiving and would welcome more involvement at any time. It may even mean some substantial sacrifice on your part as a grandparent. Again, there may be some legitimate reasons why you have been less than helpful and underinvolved as a grandparent. But as Christians, we are called to continually repent of our sinful behavior, striving to glorify God in our decisions and relationships. Whatever your situation, grandchildren need their grandparents. Then there's this fourth scenario, playing favorites. Dana and Wally have two boys and a girl. Wally's parents have three married children and a total of 12 grandchildren, all living in the same town. Dana and Wally understand that his parents can't babysit too often or come to all of their children's events since there are so many grandchildren to juggle. They've been satisfied with what Wally's parents have to offer since they are actually around much more than Dana's parents. But in recent years, Dana and Wally have seen several instances of what can only be considered favoritism. Wally's dad will take his other grandson's hunting and not even think to invite Wally's son. His parents do everything humanly possible to attend the other grandchildren's events, but make only a very few of his children's activities. They even seem warmer to the other grandchildren at holidays and family gatherings. It may only be their imagination, but Dana and Wally also believe Wally's parents are much harsher in their discipline towards their children than to the other grandchildren. Dana now wants to confront Wally's parents because their children are also realizing this inequity of love and attention. 
Well, the only way to fix or avoid this sticky situation is to be convicted that favoritism is a sin that has great consequences in our relationships. James 2 is very clear on the subject. Read through the stories of Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, and his brothers, Genesis 26 through 50, in order to remind yourself of some of the practical consequences of favoritism in families. If your adult children actually confront you on the way you are treating their children, listen rather than become defensive. Yet it'd be so much better if you see it yourself, confess your sin and weakness, and seek to love and serve all your grandchildren in a Christ-like manner. This ideal doesn't mean you will naturally like each of your grandchildren in the same way, but it does mean you function from the love of Christ and the desire to be a godly example of love to all of them. And then a final situation, limiting your involvement. Ellie and Victor have been married for 20 years and have four older children. Since their two oldest boys can care for the younger ones, they don't have a need for either set of parents to provide child care of any kind at this point. Ellie and Victor have never really expected their parents to be too involved since their sons were their own responsibility. Honestly, events and activities go much more smoothly when Ellie's parents aren't able to attend. They just seem to bring so much drama to every family situation. There have been many times Ellie and Victor don't even inform Ellie's parents about one of the boys' activities or even about a birthday party that the other family members attended. Their oldest son will graduate from high school in a few weeks, and Ellie and Victor really don't want any of the grandparents to attend the ceremony. It's not that they don't love their parents or want them in their lives. It's just easier when involvement comes in very limited quantities. Their sons also don't have much of an interest in having a relationship with their grandparents. So what happens when your adult children purposefully limit or even totally block your time with your grandchildren? You certainly could ask your children why your time and interaction has been limited, but would they be honest with you? Let's imagine that you only get excuses from them because they don't want to hurt your feelings, which means there's no chance that anything will change right now. Sadness and even deep grief will be your first response. The temptation will be to move on to anger and bitterness towards your children, especially if you are certain you did nothing to warrant the exclusion. Pray for your own heart as well as for the Lord to change the minds of your children. Be patient and show forth love and grace so you don't give them more reasons to limit your time. Enjoy the time you do have with your grandchildren. Seek the strength of the Spirit if you find yourself in this extremely difficult place. Well, in a time when we seem to be getting more disconnected in our neighborhoods, communities, and even our friendships, family connectedness has also become a struggle. Due to our technology, temptations, and sinful hearts, we keep on finding innovative ways to become more independent rather than interdependent, isolated rather than integrated. Making wise efforts to connect grandparents to grandchildren is vital to stop the erosion of our connections as people. You really do need to know, to love, and to be involved in the lives of your grandchildren. Depending on their situation, your adult children may also need your help to care for your grandchildren in practical and spiritual ways. The future of the next generation can be greatly impacted for good 
as your grandchildren are firmly tethered to the past through relationship and loving interaction with grandparents in their lives. Thank you for listening to Biblical Counseling Today with Dr. John Kwasney. This weekly podcast is supported by Biblical Counseling and Training Ministries, which you can learn more about at bctministries.com. If you have found yourself encouraged or challenged today, please share this podcast with your church, family, and friends. Rate us on iTunes and your social media outlets. It really helps. Until next time, may you enjoy the riches of God's compassionate grace and mercy in your life.